listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, this is your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Monday, the 26th of April 2021. Later, why now might be a good time to get a job in television or movie production, but first to the Australian share market because it has started the week lower, down by 0.2% on the 200 at 7,045. Consumer staples led the declines. JB Hi-Fi, one of the worst, down by 4% on a broker downgrade. NAB was the only one of the big four banks to rise. Fortescue Metals increased nearly 5% on the back of a broker upgrade, but one of the better performers was health insurance provider NIB, up more than 10%. It did... Uh, poster, a welcome market update. So for more on that and the rest of the day's market moves, I spoke earlier with Elio D'Amato, the Executive Director at Daylight Financial Group. Elio, let's start with the corporate story of the day. NIB, the health insurance um, company, the best performer on the 200, number of policyholders up. Is this something we're seeing across the board and are more people taking out health insurance policies because of COVID? Well, that's an interesting question. It definitely came as a surprise to everyone who's been analysing the sector. We all expected a sluggish rebound uh, in regards to policyholder growth. And even by the company's own admission, the recovery has actually been quicker than they'd anticipated. Uh, further to that, the benefit is that uh, not as many people have been making claims as they actually expect to come on board. So this is really a double benefit here. It's important to note, though, with NIB that this is focused on the Australian policyholder. Another large part of their business is also health insurance for visa holders. And unfortunately, that is still very much lagging behind but the upgrade to earnings forecast of some 220 million versus what had been expected by analysts of around 130 140 million uh, really did see a big re-rate today and I think the market latched on to the positivity that uh, is re-emerging from the entire space with even Medibank private having a positive day on the back of this as uh, obviously uh, sentiment is now buoyed in the sector. Okay let's talk about the broader market it is treading water today barely moving why? A bit ho-hum, obviously, other than Victoria and New South Wales, the remainder of Australia has a public holiday in remembrance of Anzac Day, of course. So there is very little to suggest uh, any significant drivers. We also are coming towards the end of the quarterly season for the mining companies and a traditionally quite a volatile period for a lot of those smaller guys. So the market's just taking a breath, particularly in light of what is emerging over the next uh, week or so, uh, particularly not only in news here in Australia, but overseas as well inflation numbers are coming out later this week. Is that likely to influence the market at all, given though we are hearing about how rising prices may see interest rates rise sooner than expected? Yeah, expectations are for 0.9% growth over the quarter, 1.4% over the full year. And it's one of the reasons why our market is treading a little water today. We are very wary of what could possibly happen because one of the key thematics of a stronger bull market has been this idea that interest rates are going to remain low for longer. While anything that changes that thematic may very well cause investors to reassess their longer term outlooks. We saw that in the United States where there was a little nervousness in the US market leading up to their inflation numbers. Fortunately, they came in line. Uh, whether If we shoot the lights out here and the inflation numbers are very strong, then it may change Governor Lowe's perception that we are going to keep rates uh, for low for ages, and therefore that may impact the uh, equity versus bond trade. And we know what happens when bond markets get a little volatile. Traditionally, our equity markets do the same as well. 
Bank reporting season starts next week. Westpac first. What are you expecting and is there any value left in the sector? Well, for the last six months, we've been cleaning the deck chairs for what we hope will be a clean earning season whereby a lot of the trails and tribulations of the past have been removed, be it either NAB selling down um, IOO or selling down its wealth business to IOOF, be, be it either Westpac with its write downs today. These sorts of things are really just preparing for what we hope will be a very strong earnings season. Now, the market obviously is expecting that to be reflected not only on the back of the strong property numbers we have seen, which are obviously are very closely linked, but the strong rebound in economic activity that extra- that Australia has experienced. We would expect that to flow to the bank's balance sheets as well. Further improvements um, in margins will also be something that uh, investors will be looking for, particularly as yes, bond rates have risen slightly. Now, it's not shoot the lights out retire mode, but obviously it's a of a rate whereby there'll be a natural lift to earnings per share. So uh, expect a good result. I think that would obviously give the market some comfort that uh, things are on the improve, which would then inevitably lead to us breaking that all-time high. Elio D'Amato there from Daylight Financial Group. Now, we've been talking a lot about how the international border closures have been impacting many businesses because of a lack of skilled staff. Well, another sector is that of local content production and the industry there. Now, Screen Producers Australia said today that 80% of producers surveyed are facing increased problems crewing their projects and as a result, costs are rising. So it's seen an increase in demand for a range of roles from second assistant director to animators, camera operators, grips, line producers and production managers. So for more on that, Anna Napoli spoke earlier with the Screen Producers Australia CEO, Matt Dina. We've had a quite an expansion of production in Australia over the last year, courtesy of COVID-19 actually, and the fact that Australia has been one of the safe um, havens for uh, many footloose productions. They're the productions that are often large in scale and can be um, located anywhere in Australia, but a combination of um, some good government measures and um, a number of you know, protections for our industry have meant that um, we've been able to um, you know, encourage those productions here. Um, but the consequence of having a, a surge of international productions has been that there are skill shortages for the local production industry. And so our survey was identifying the problems and challenges um, created by that. Has the lack of skilled migration affected the industry? Yes. Look, having a burst of activity in the industry quickly has meant that many uh, roles have shifted to the international crews. And as a consequence, crewing uh, our industry day-to-day has been a challenge. Um, And you have got the double uh, problem of not being able to let in the the same number of people into the country. So the flexibility we've had in terms of being able to um, skill up an industry quickly using uh, international people to come into the country has been a major problem. Part of our challenge as an industry is that we are... um, project-driven over short periods of time. So there needs to be flexibility about the number of people who can be added to our industry. Um, Having a closed border pretty much, except for a number of key people that can come into our industry, has meant that we haven't had the same flexibility as normal. And that means that there is greater demand on the number of people uh, being able to work in our country without the addition of being able to migrate other skilled workers into the territory. So what challenges is the industry facing as a result? 
So the challenge for the industry is that we need to build a sustainable uh, sector in which people have ongoing work uh, but don't get this sort of burst of a sugar hit um, from international work. You really want ongoing roles for people in domestic industry um, productions. So without that, what you're getting at the moment is a very large increase in costs or inability for people to staff productions now, that is also an opportunity because it is opening up um, the, the chances for people to enter the industry uh, and have people trained in our workforce in a way that hasn't been really on the cards before. So um, the negative is an increased cost at the moment and inability to staff. The positive is that there are opportunities now for people to be entering our industry uh, with the right sort of training schemes and, um, in, you know, advancements for productions to kind of include them in um, their local work. One of the opportunities that we see is a way of having an ongoing increasing industry that is not, you know, dependent to the ups and downs of having international uh, productions coming to the market. And by doing that, if you have a, a steady ongoing uh, local industry, it smooths over the workplace ups and downs and the costs challenges for many productions. And one of the ways to do that is to have an ongoing contribution by the large international streaming services into this market, because that will encourage local productions to be at a sustainable ongoing um, rate. Matt Dina there from Skeen Producers Australia. He is the CEO. That is SBS on the money for this Monday, the 26th of April, 2021. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Business Ricardo. This SBS on the money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.